This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Blues Focus podcast with me, your host, John Graham. Once again, many thanks for taking the time to download this pod. Uh, and if you haven't chance to watch this uh, content on YouTube, then please go to Blues Focus. Uh, a great channel, lots and lots of content on there. Some amazing interviews recently with some utter legends of the club. So, uh, yeah, subscribe to that because honestly, there's some stuff on there that's... Uh, yeah, really sort of breaking some records over recent weeks. Um, but let, let's sort of get involved uh, and get right to it. So the two Tom's with me. How are you, boys? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. You're good, right. Thanks, mate. <clears throat> just quickly before we get going, I uh, just want to give a little shout out to our Patreon page. Go check it out. Link will be in the description. A um, few shout outs to uh, current Patreons. Uh, JM Real, Simon Evans and Balbone North. <laughs> Um, so thank you to you guys for donating to the Patreon page. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not pissed off, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, sort of what I'm on now, 41 years in uh, as a Blues fan. And yeah, it never ceases to uh, to disappoint on the sort of the, the peaks and troughs of uh, this long, long road, I think is probably the best way of putting it. But before we get we get stuck into uh, the game last night against Norwich, um, let, for consistency, let, let, let's just sort of go back to, um, you know, we, we sort of reviewed the last game, quite happy about that. And I think we were screaming out for an element of um, just, just not too many changes. So, Tom G, re- relieved when you saw the, uh, the team sheet announced? Yeah, definitely, mate. I think, um, I think you know, in element of... You know, up to a point of probably about 60 games whenever the subs were made. I think, you know, you could see just over the two games a bit of consistency, if you like, you know, or chemistry between the players. And I think, you know, if you can get that out of in two games, imagine what he could have got in 10 games if he'd have started the same team. Um, so, yeah, I was, you know, I was pretty happy on that front, really. Um, you know, I don't think I would have, well, I probably wouldn't have changed any of myself, really. I thought, like we discussed before, I thought maybe Sunnich would have made way, but I think to be honest with his performance yesterday, I was glad that he, he wasn't uh, substituted, uh, rested for that game or uh, dropped, sorry, even. Yeah, no, I, 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 I hear you. I, hear you. I think uh, consistency in, in, in yeah, don't sort of, um, yeah, pick a winning team. I think it's pretty basic. But, but Tom, yeah. what do you think? I don't think he had much choice. I think there'd have been uproar if he'd uh, changed the lineup. I think one change would have probably been acceptable, but other than that, you can't make any wholesale changes. And the smart thing was to keep the same lineup, which he did. Uh, it's just a shame that the smartness didn't stay during the match. Well, um, yeah, and we'll 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 come on to we'll that. Get on to that. But yeah, overall, I, I was happy with the lineup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, I, I don't I don't think that uh, he's ever um, going to um, want certainly off the back of a win and what was a pretty solid performance. He's just this is not in his his mentality, and we'll we'll definitely talk about his mentality in a bit. Um, so so I think yeah, playing Norwich, tough side. Off the back of a win, take the momentum into the next game. So, uh, 
let, let's sort of start, and I'll start with, with you, Tom. Um, just initial sort of thoughts into, into that first half. How do you think we played? I was really, really impressed. Um, I thought, you know, the start of the game, it really reminded me of the Bournemouth game a bit, actually, where the way we started, you know, we, we looked to get at them um, and go for it, which is what I hoped we would do. Uh, rather than sitting back like we did at Carrow Road, so it no, it was it was refreshing to see, and I thought we gave it a decent go to begin with. Norwich really struggled to settle, yeah. um, but unfortunately we just didn't maintain that standard. Um, and you know we we did a classic or some we we let them slip in behind, and it's it's an easy finish for Pookie. I do think Etheridge could have done a little bit better, um, but overall you know the defence was still at fault. Um, but the response was fantastic. I, I was, I was on the Brummy Joe live stream and, at the time, and I said their heads will drop it, as soon as we go one nil down. The heads will drop because that's what I've come to expect from Blues at the moment. But for the heads not to drop completely was great, and um, you know, in the end, driving determination from Sanchez got us the equaliser. Delighted. Um, and then, you know, we picked ourselves up a bit, looked decent towards the end of the half. And I'd, I'd overall say it was a good first half. It was different. Yeah. yeah. Tom, Tom G, what do you think? So we've, I mean, looking at the, you know, the state of the, the pitch from the start, you know, it was, it was absolutely terrible. Um, and I thought, you know, Norwich were never going to be able to play out, you know, easy on that pitch. I don't think Man, Man City would have lasted on that pitch, to be honest. But um, yeah, I, th- I think we looked really bright. As Tom said, I thought it was very similar to the, to the Bournemouth game. You know, we look, we look actually like, you know, we could string a few passes together. We was getting out of, into their half a lot more. Um, and, I, you know, it, it's, it's quite annoying, isn't it, as a fan? You know, you sit there and you watch us play teams like Norwich and, you know, the, the, the top teams and, you know, we, we hold our own. And I, it, it's so frustrating to watch, isn't it? You know, when, we, when, when you see us play well against, against, uh, that well against teams and then, you know, not, not do the business against the teams around us. Um, but I think, you know, in terms of, you know, the work rate and everything was absolutely bang on in that first half. And I thought, you know, if anything, we looked like we was a team pushing, pushing in the playoffs. And I think after that, obviously, average, you know, coming out and giving away the penalty, um, you know, it was probably his, his only, probably his only day in four, I felt really. And I thought we re- responded really well to that, um, you know, after getting the goal. And then I think for me, Hogan missing that city, you know, just before the half, you know, it could have been a, a, a massive, massive change there going into the second half. Yeah, yeah. Well, before I, um, I, I, we've got a special guest joining us, so uh, it's probably a an ideal opportunity. And, and as soon as he comes on board, to, to get his views of, uh, I get, I guess what was a very solid first half. Rummy Joe, how are you? Hello, welcome. Mate. Hello, mate. How are you? <laughs> very, very well, thank you. Um, Thanks for joining us. Uh, obviously, with myself and the two Toms. I know you were you were with Tom last night um, on the looking at looking at the uh, what turned out to be quite a disappointing, uh, just I guess scoreline rather than sort of overall performance. But you you come in on an opportune moment, so I'll ask you the question. First half, what did you think? Well, yeah, it looked like exactly what we wanted to see, didn't it? It, it, it was. It was um, the players wanting it more than anything. I think it, it's the big, big difference that we've seen. And, you know, we really, we really give them a game. Like I was speaking to Chris as well, the Norwich fan from Talk Norwich City. And he was like, you had us on the ropes first half. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the type of blues we're used to seeing, especially against these top sides. So it's all a matter of what happened, what went wrong in the second half for me. Yeah. And I think from my point of view, um, just, I've been a critic of Sunjic, um recently. I thought he really did set the tone yesterday. I, I, it's really good that mm-hmm. I thought Harper probably wasn't quite as uh, dynamic as he was the previous game, whether that's, you know, sort of two games in, in quick succession that might have had a, a little bit of an impact on him struggling to get in the game. But um, Tom G, you mentioned the pitch and, and fully enough, I had some some Coventry fans giving me some clog on Twitter last night, which is just beyond laughable. Anyway, um, so but yeah, going back to the first half, I, I think that we really did get in their faces in those first 20 minutes. I don't think they really had any sort of, of pattern of play, did Norwich? And I think we were by far the better team. Um, I probably wouldn't blame the defence overly for the first goal. We just lost a runner. 
I think we lost a runner in and he laid in a decent pass and you know you put Pookie there he's going to score more often than not so I just think that was and it, and that I think that happened again as we go into the second half but I'll mention that in a sec I think that um, our response was fantastic to to conceding the goal um, the Etheridge sort of every now and again moment of madness happens and uh you know, that would have been the most two-sided 1-0 I've ever seen for a side that are losing 2-0 and having bossed a game. Um, but I think after that, I think Gardner was immense. I thought Bella was immense. Uh, Gardner was part of everything that was good about, about Blues going forward. Um, and I think, I think the last pod is going to be a, a real key, I think, a feature of what we do from now to the rest of the season. But the critical one for me was Hogan. Yeah. You know, given the, the runner form he's been in and, you know, he is a natural goal scorer. Um, perhaps I'm in my words when I said I don't give a shit if he is a tapping merchant because it wasn't a tapping and he missed it. <laughs> um, but but tr- truth be told, um, I thought we were very good and good value for certainly be on level terms in the at, the at the sort of the end of the first half. So uh, as you as you're a guest, uh, Joe, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you first dibs on the second half. What, what, what do you think? Where do I start? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think, you know, when we started the second half, the th- first thing that I wanted to us to really do was was just make sure we didn't concede anything early, didn't make any early errors, and I feel like we we were all right. Um, there was an initial spell from Norwich that we sort of managed to deal with, um, and as we got further into that second half, you know, I think it was a case of. It could have gone either way. Who could have yeah. like anyone could have got the next goal? I think I was fairly happy with how we were playing. Even the nature of Norwich's second goal, I was like, yeah, it's it's not the best. You could sort of see it coming, but a little bit unlucky as well. I think um, haven't watched it back too many times. Thought it was offside, but there we go. Um, he brought on was it was it San Jose? Um, yeah. Brought on San Jose before the goal, and I, and I was saying. Listen, we can go one or two ways about this. We can take off Harper and bring on Halalovic, something like that, um, yeah. a bit more of a threat. Or we can swap it, you know, for San Jose, which I thought I sort of conceded at the end of the day that that was going to happen. Um, yeah. And he, but even then, I think it's it, I wasn't too frustrated with it. Yeah. Um, again, I don't understand this whole bringing on Valerie. Uh, I, I don't. I, I honestly don't understand it, but I'm going to ignore the Valerie, the Valerie thing for now. We bring San Jose on. We go two one down. It's the reaction for me that mm-hmm. really, really sealed our fate. It's, yeah, the, yeah. it's the fact that we went on. Like I was watching the game with with Tom, and I was like, I was like, is Robert uh, Roberts taking a throw? And then we were like, hold on, Roberts is on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> and and you know, I think by the end we had about six defenders on, and it's this constant thing of great, we've gone two up top. Why have we taken both of our wingers off? Um, I understand this, you know. Okay, we're going to bring on some defenders and push the full backs forward, but. It's it's just really confusing to me. It's really confusing why if one of if one of the wingers are knackered, even give Bella a go or something. But I, I don't like this whole change of shape. It's very very confusing. confusing yeah. And it allows uh, Norwich to sort of. I think I think we lose our flow with that. Karanka talked a lot about making substitutions and us losing our concentration after that frustrating game. Can't remember who it was against, but we we didn't make a sub at all really until we were forced to. And oh, I think. That- I think that was when Robert snapped somebody in half, wasn't it? Against <laughs> yeah. I mean. You know, you've got to say, is it the fact that you're making a substitution that is causing this confusion? Or is it the fact that you're changing the entire structure of the team? Yeah, I, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll probably hold fire on, on my... Um... Of my views of it all, but I, no, I, I, th- I think I think you I think you're absolutely spot on. Um, Tom, think, Tom, Tom G, what do you, what did you think of the second half? Just to, to, well, you know what, what Joe said there, I think was absolutely bang on. Um, and I think you know the one thing that that baffles me really is you know we can we can just barely hold on against the Sheffield Wednesday team. And you know if you're going to make those changes in a game against Norwich, and we haven't, you know, we've barely done it against Sheffield Wednesday. You get a team like Norwich, you know, good on the ball, they're going to score eventually, aren't they? So I think for me, you know, I just, I just don't understand. Again, up to the, I think the first substitute was about 65 minutes, and I think I said to you before we come on, I feel like if we'd have kept that same team on the pitch, 
you know, things would have been, well, I say we would have won the game, but I do think things might have been different. Um, again, I agree with Joe with the Valerie thing. I don't get that. You know, I thought he was a right wing back. He's playing centre midfield. Uh, why we've signed him when, to be honest, I think Dakres Cogley's probably played yeah. better than him what he's played already for us. Um, yeah. He just he just looks like he's here for you know a bit of a, a bit of time away. I don't know. We don't look that interested. Um, you know, just looking at the bench again now. I, you know, I, I know he, a lot of us moan about going two up front and he put Yukovic on, but as you know, Joe just said again, you you, you bring in wow. Roberts on. You know, three centre backs or whatever. Um, but, you know, I'm just looking now and you've got Leko, McGree, Halalovic all sat on the bench. You know, if you want to go for a game and try and get back, you know, try and get something out of the game. Yeah, I, I, I think I think um, with, with, with the second half, Tom, what were your thoughts? Maybe similar to the other guys or? <laughs> well, me and, me and Joe pretty much shared the same thoughts throughout the game, really. So um, <laughs> I, it was... I don't know, it was frustrating because even the start of the second half, we didn't look too bad. Norwich came out with a point to prove, but then we, we got back in control again and thought, OK, you know, coming up to the, the hour mark, quite pleased. Um, then Mikel San Jose happened. Um, and, you know, from the very first substitute, it all just collapsed from there onwards, really. And, um, you know, the, the rest of the substitutes, when we've gone behind... He's brought on defenders. Like <laughs> we're not, we're not going to go on and get an equaliser if we're bringing on defenders. And like you say about Valerie, I'm not. He's a good player. He's he's a good player. He's just not quite fitting into this team because it's the system's all over the place at times. Um, and I do, I do kind of think you know we had Dakris Cogley who was showing good glimpses whenever he played. So the Valerie yeah. one was a weird one. Not a position we particularly needed. Um, but no, we just didn't go for the game. We didn't look, it looked like we were trying to save our goal difference more than anything. Like we just didn't want to concede anymore, yeah. but it just doesn't make much sense to me. Uh, we really could have gone for that game if we brought on the likes of Halilovic or McGree, but taking off the wingers and then bringing on Duke every single week, I'm sat here saying that's probably the most brain dead thing I've ever seen in my life. Like, and, let's, and let's be honest, he was the only one that looked like really, you know, creating anything all night as he always does, Bella. So yeah, you know, I know he, I know he, look, I know he looks tired at times, but for me, you know, I'd, I'd tell him, mate, you're staying on that pitch, and <laughs> well, yeah. it, you know, absolutely. I mean, from from my point of view, second half, I mean, we didn't touch the ball for the first seven minutes, which was a worry, um, because we started the, the the first half so brightly and ended it bang on top, so. You know, I don't know what he said, whether he was sort of a a sort of a um enthusiasm vacuum that he managed to deploy in the in the dressing room. Um, but that they seemed off asleep when they came out. But I think as Joe said, they did turn it around after that, and there was absolutely nothing in it. There was nothing in it. And I would say Harper, um yeah, glim- glimpses of what he did the previous weekends. Um, I'm in full agreement with you, Tom G. You don't change it. You don't change it because we weren't hanging on. When he made that substitution, we weren't hanging on. It wasn't like they were all breathing out their arse. It, it, there was none of that happening. You could see people might be getting a bit leggy, but so were theirs. You know, let's try and keep what we've got. And if they make if they make changes, which they did, well, probably more <laughs> towards the end, more, more realistically time-wasting, but before then... Um, we were banging that game, and and you know you've got this, and and for me, this is where this encapsulates Karanka. So you are last week against or Saturday against Sheffield Wednesday, down to ten men, and he actually didn't arse it, and he actually made that positive sub and brought Halalovic on, who then he brought the ball forward to give the ball to Bell, who crossed it in for the goal. Perfect, great substitution. This week. Virtually the same. Okay, they weren't down to ten men, but you know he ain't gonna have that privilege every 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 game. It's one apiece, and he's got Hilalovic or San Jose, and he knows he's bringing Harper off. Now, for me, there's only one way that's ever gonna go with him, and this is the problem. And I would absolutely stand by the reason. The reason that I think the lads put a shift in on Saturday and again yesterday is down to the fans, and it's got to do with the manager. Yeah, because everybody supported them. Everybody got behind them. You could see what it meant to them, and we continued in that vein again. 
I think the, the fans also may be enforced a couple of those changes. So when Harper's come in and, it, and it's just galvanised the side, and now we find in a situation that when, when he's called to do his job, it is just utter shit. And the only person that losses that game is him, 100% culpable for that defeat. Yeah. And that now gives me a huge amount of... I think that... I, I do think, and I, I know I've absolutely dig, dug out the likes of Harley Dean and a few others, but in fairness, in the last two games, I've got no complaints about the side yeah. 11 in any way, shape or form. I think over the first two of those two games, they've all played bloody well and you can see it means something to them. And the only person that's a flying in the ointment, unfortunately, is the guy that's now controlling it or has been controlling it. And, you know, you bring on a fucking fullback for Sanchez where he's got Leco. He's, he spent a million quid on. Now, whether he bought him or not is irrelevant. One of his only sort of monetary signings sat on his ass on the bench that could do a like for like swap. And, don't, and again, I haven't been his biggest fan. But you know what? Given the side that are, are galvanized, even the subs that come on, I believe, would think I want a bit of this. Yeah. I want to get involved in this. But no, you know, and again, John, I'm, I'm with you. San Jose was, the, you know, you, you can call it like half an hour before that. You know, he, he, you could, couldn't you? Yeah, he knows, he knows he's coming on. If you don't start, he knows he's coming on in that game, doesn't he, it's, at it's some point? It's just default. It's default. doesn't matter what's going on in the game. He just brings him on. And he was utter shit. Now, at the start of the season... I thought there were signs of him being all right, San Jose, at the start of the season. But slowly but surely, the guy's a liability. And when Valerie came on, he was brought on to do a job against their substitute. It was the guy that got subbed off as well. Oh. I can't remember what his name is um, Fernandez or Hernandez or something like that. And within two minutes, he's lost his runner and he set the goal up. So, yes. yeah, his substitutions absolutely have an effect on the game. But unfortunately, it's costing us freaking goals rather than we're actually scoring them. So, and and then you know Roberts and and you know we're we're taking we're taking wide men off so we can hit forty yard diags. That's what he's doing. Yeah. So the delivery is inferior. It's dragging the big men out of where you want them, which is in the middle of the area. And we just we're, we're just sort of feeding off scraps. And it, honest to God, we, we, I, honest, I don't know, and this is going to—I'm going to stop now. Given what's happened there, are, are, do we keep this? I mean, I know he's going to stay, but Tom, what do you what do you think about the gaffer now? I mean, now, well, <laughs> I've never seen you quite go on a passionate rant nah. before, but I do. It's <laughs> been brewing for for weeks, <laughs> really. So, um, no, but. I feel like with that Sheffield Wednesday game, he bought himself a lifeline. But I feel like, like you say, that lifeline was virtually given to him by the fans. Yeah. Um, and that's been a common topic on social media, really. Uh, but <clears throat> having said that, we did play well against Norwich in periods before he decided to go and make the suicide changes. So, um, you know, uh, Dong Ren is the type of man to go, oh, look. But we, we, we were like this for 20 minutes. We'll be fine. He's the right man. Don't you worry. Um, you won't be yeah. saying that against Forest Green next season. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. I can just, I can see it and hear it, to be honest. And I do think that Norwich performance will have still earned him another game. I know, obviously, before the Sheffield Wednesday game, there was rumours that we'd started to look elsewhere just in case. But I do... I do feel that, you know, he bought himself the Norwich game and the QPR game and obviously Norwich has got a table. So it's it's one of those where... Can, can you imagine the shortlist that Dom's going to come up with? I mean, can, can you imagine? Harry uh, <laughs> that round two. Sven Joran Eriksson will be pulled out of somewhere in Japan to, 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 to pull us out of the shit for the last few games. It is just a farce. Um, T Tom G with with the manager. I mean, I know you you certainly, you certainly haven't been his biggest fan anyway. But well, you know, where where do we go from here? I mean, we, in all seriousness, just just around. Um, do, do you think he can he can change and maybe maybe give us what we all see? Or no, no, I don't, I don't see that at all. I don't think anyone sees it. Do they? You know what I mean? It's. Um... I think, you know, again, as you've just said, I don't know whether the, the signings that in January that, you know, were his signings, we don't know. That really, there could have been, there could not have been. But 
you know, you got, I don't know what's happened to Cosgrove, whether he's still injured, but, you know, you spent two and a half million. I think they spent, I don't know how much they spent on that kid from Man City, uh, but probably another two or three million. But for me, why isn't he on the bench? You know, I've been here and he's been scoring goals. I know it's the under 23s, but you've just spent two and a half million on a kid. And he's, you know, a kid, I think he's 18, 19. We've seen a lot younger than that play in the championship. So, you know, just just put him on at the end for 20 minutes, you know, just something for a spark. You know, he's got a bit of pace or something about him, obviously, if he's been at Man City and, I don't know. I, I feel like you, to be honest. I just, you know, I have tried to defend him. And I think the way I look at it now is, I think, you know, we've we've really messed up in the sense of, I think if we was going to sack him, you know, it should have really been probably pre, pre-January, pre you know, end of December, because at least then you've got someone like Paul Cook or, you know, a Nigel Pearson who can come in, get a few players and, you know, set, steady us up. But I feel like, you know, to sack him now, I... I, I Unless you're going to get, to be honest, I think you've got more chance of putting Ali Dean as manager and doing a better job at the minute, mate. Put it that way. <laughs> there, there's, there's a real sort of, um, I don't know, real sort of perverse sort of element to me. I just, I just don't want him to get sacked to see how far <laughs> this really does go. But yeah, anyway, Joe, what, what, what do you, what do you think about him and, and th- thoughts over, you know, I don't know, just what his antics really. Yeah, <clears throat> um, I've been <clears throat> probably all season waiting for him to, to come good. It started off well, didn't it? it, it I mean, I wouldn't yeah. say well, but it started off better than it is. Um, and we sort of accepted at the start, I think, that, yeah, we're going we're gonna to get tighter at the back and then move forward from there. We'll start scoring goals eventually. Yeah. And we were tight. We were tight. We got a lot of clean sheets. We looked solid defensively. And then for some reason, mentality went out the window, started uh, started like making these silly errors and everything. Um, as it, I think it was the the recent games at the end of January, um, and uh, like you're looking at the the Wickham's, the the yeah. uh, Luton's, these type of games, which were really must wins, and my hope went out the window. It was that game where we didn't make a sub, that that lost oh, it for yeah. me. Wicked. And now I'm looking back at that, thinking, go back to not making subs, please. <laughs> please. But like looking at talk, like you talk about the last two games as well, right? Um, and the way, and like you say, it's come from the players. I totally agree. Um, after the Sheffield Wednesday game, I wanted it to be this big victory for the players and for Karanka. But there was a little part of me that was thinking, still, still made some weird changes, and I feel like we, we sort of got away with that. Hundred percent. Wednesday itself. So I'm like going into this game, and it, the same happens again. And I'm, I just honestly, I've got no faith in him whatsoever. I want him to turn it around. But I don't think he's gonna. No, and and I, and I do think that's a, a really a really good point. And yeah, we, against ten men, he's made all his subs. You know, he's got all his apparently his tactics sorted. And Etheridge has pulled out one of the best saves he'll he'll produce this season with a minute to go against Sheffield Wednesday, and that goes in. And I think that potentially gets him the sack. To be honest, because in the context of the game and given where we're at, that that would just would have been. Just an utter disaster, given the shift that everybody everybody put in, and yeah, I, I like I said, I don't think he he has the capability to to change. He's been, you know, this is his style, um, and I, and I, and I think that's probably a a decent sort of yeah sort of sort of route into you know we've got a couple. I know they're all massive games, but what what I would class as two winnable games coming up. Certainly if we can, you know, we continue in the, the vein of form for the major, I would say for, for 70 minutes in the Sheffield Wednesday game and, and 60 minutes in the, in the Norwich game. So Joe, what would you like to see um, by means of selection and, and, and I suppose formation uh, for, for the coming games? Well, the thing is, I, I feel like, it's it's been his in-game management that has been the real problem um, all season, really. I think we set up really well last game. Um, you know, we looked we looked solid. It's just it's just those decisions, those key decisions. So it's not even for me how we start up. I play the same team. I play, yeah, yeah. you know, I play the same team. We've we you know we beat Sheffield Wednesday. We gave Norwich a good go, but uh, you know the one change I'd make is the manager. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think we just need Paul Tate to kidnap him on an hour and take him to the dressing room so he can't make. A- yeah, it, I just honestly, I wonder. I just wonder how how long he can keep doing this and tra- and and making these strange subs without thinking. Okay, maybe I need to have a think about what I'm doing here because it's not it's not working. Uh, there, there's there's nothing else to blame it on anymore. And so, 
So, I, I, yeah, I really don't know, mate. Um, yeah, same team, but hey. hope he learns his lesson. But he's had all season to do that. Bang on. Have you? Have you? I mean, obviously, first time on, and it's been great to hear your point of view. Or anybody that that isn't getting a run that you, I mean, maybe not as you said, you know, necessarily just to be thrown in straight away. But anybody in particular that you've liked the look of, or you'd like to see come into the side that that maybe hasn't been, you know, you know, certainly hasn't gone past the San Jose uh, <laughs> Roberts uh, Venn diagram that he, that, that sort of exists. Um, uh, I, to be fair, at the minute. Um, when you're looking at the back four, I love it. Solid. I think Harley Dean and Clark Sorter is like a, an absolutely solid, solid partnership. Um, I think, you know, I, I did want to see more of Harper. We are seeing more of him. Um, Halilovic is, is the obvious one, I think. He, I know he's got his injury concerns and stuff, but even off the bench, um, in those moments, like, you know, like against Norwich, I, I want to see him being given a bit of time. Um have no idea of the ability of Cosgrove, really. I know he's had a couple of injury troubles, but I think the most, I mean, like Tom said, the uh, the Man City lad, I wouldn't even mind seeing him, even if it's for 10 minutes or whatever. But also, I sort of want to want to manage him as well because uh, it's, it's very easy, you know, you have to be careful integrating young lads into the team. And I think you have to make sure the rest of the squad is good uh, in terms of mentality and, and that they're not, you know, slagging each other off and, 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 you know, I'm not saying they are at the minute, but I'd like to see a bit more of him potentially, but um, yeah, yeah, pr- probably, probably um, him and Halilovic. Yeah. Tom? Um, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's a tough one really. For me, I'd probably say Halilovic definitely because we've seen how influential he could be. And I honestly don't think we'd have, gone 1-0 up at Sheffield Wednesday if it wasn't for Halilovic as well, yeah. you know, because he was the one who took the ball up the field, found Bella, and then Bella puts the ball in. So, you know, just that that sparkle, that kind of sparkle of creativity or, you know, someone like that. But how is Riley McGree such an outcast right now? This is what I don't understand. You know, he had a great game against Preston away really early on in the season. And then after that game, he got... He, he just basically got kicked out the side and he's not actually started many games since then because he didn't actually start the game after that Preston away game, um, which was questionable in itself. Um, but for some reason, same with Terrell, though. I mean, I remember when he scored two against Reading, then next week he wasn't actually in the starting eleven. So, you know, there have been players that have shown glimpses like McGree and I think Terrell's been given his fair run in fairness. Uh, yeah. But McGree in particular, I don't think we've seen enough. Um, Lico's the same. I think against Man City, he really looked quite good, actually. Uh, caused caused them a few problems. Um, and I think he's just... He's one that's, whenever he's been played, he's been put in loads of different positions. Hmm. So he's not been able to settle. Um, and yeah, like you say, you know, the Simmons lad from... Uh, uh, what's it? Man City. Um oh, like you say, you know, it's got to be the right time. But when is the right time yeah. right now? Um, yeah. I think, you know, it's worth the gamble. I really do. Because right now, yeah. the only way is down. And um, I do think, you know, it's not all Karanka's fault. You have to look above him. But right now, the best we can do is to get him gone. Because I just, I think he's a good manager, but this squad just doesn't suit him. I, I, th- I think on what, what I... Just thinking about that when we're talking about Terrell and when he when he got the couple of goals, two, I mean two observations. I think the one criticism that I think is fair from yesterday's performance is shots from in and around the box. We are clueless. Terrible. And you know, without going down the you know same old you know professional footballers on that amount of money should be able to hit the target from twenty yards. Then then yeah, I am going to say that. But we're not even close. I mean. It's. I mean, and the the second observation is we've had these players like McGree, like um, Terrell, who both both scored not not many, but they both got goals, and then I think Hililovic once. But what he's managed to do, I think, a little bit under the radar, he's now effective playing Sunic at ten. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it it's just he hasn't solved the problem. He's just taken that position out of the game plan. Yeah. So. Um, 
Milovic unfortunately won't play, but but again for me, um, I just I mean you look at what they had yesterday in Brindir and, and Campwell. Just that's their footballers, yeah. <laughs> right there. Their footballers, they'll give it away, but they're going to cause so much havoc if you give them a bit of time and space. And I thought we did a good job on them, but you know. More often than not, they'll come on. Well, they have come top because they have 10 points clear at the top of the league and those two are mainstays of the side. So, yeah, I'm going to be a genius, genius to work out the impact they have. Um, but, but yeah, I I, um, I think outside of um, Halilovic, then, I, I, Joe, you, I don't know whether you've listened to our pods and, I, I, as I said, I've given Dean a hell of a lot of stick. But I think Clark Stolter is really, really had a positive impact on on Dean. There was a the, the couple of challenges yesterday. I mean, he don't mess about Clark Salter. He absolutely steams in. And I think we've missed that as well. I genuinely think we've missed that. So, I mean, I, 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 I can't see how he can change it a lot, but it's just whether he then um, decides that sort of, uh, I, I guess that those impact substitutions, he, he does sort of try and change from the default setting that he has of, well, you know, San Jose, Roberts. I mean, Roberts, it's, it's just crazy. Um, anyway, it's just mental, isn't it? Um, the only thing that's wrong with us at the minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so, uh, j- just, I, th- I think, probably, probably wrapping it up, from a let, let massive game, so let's go with um, Tom G., what do you think we're going to get out of the next two games um, by means of a points um, total out of the next two games? To be honest, I, you know, I'll be honest, you know, if we was playing another Norwich or someone towards the top, mate, I would probably say we could get, you know, we look like we're going to get something out of them games. But I think, you know, QPR, Huddersfield, uh, just looking now, even Barnsley after that. And I think there's 14 games left. And, you know, you know, I don't want to say too depressing, really, but I just, I don't see where, you know, under this current, you can't even call it football, can you? Really, I just can't see where we're going to get points from. You know, I really can't. And I think unless unless you can, like you say, substitute, um, sacrifice, you know, a centre midfield player or a defensive like-minded player for someone who can actually get on the ball and go forward with it, then I just think you know, Hogan can Hogan, Hogan can work as hard as he wants, but you know, he's he's on his own really. And 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 in terms of the wingers as well, you know, they need to be playing further up the pitch at times as well. Um, but I suppose, you know, QPR, I think they had a good win last night, didn't they? Um, I think it was against Nile. I know they won 2-1, didn't they? Uh, but Huddersfield, I mean, you, you know, you've got to be looking at four points out of them two games. But I know I said that against Coventry and Wickham and, you know, look where we ended up after that. So, I, I don't, I think maybe a point out of the next two games. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm pissed off today. Wow. <laughs> I was going to say, I'll, I'll take one at the moment. No, I'm only joking. Tom, what would you think? Next couple of games? Um, so, you know, looking at the fixtures we've got coming up, um, that that QPR game, yes, I do think it's it's huge and it's a winnable game, but they are in good form. Um, so it's not ideal timing. I do think if we lose, that's au revoir, Karanka, see you later, mate, you're gone. Um, and if he's I not, don't. then... I'll... I don't. I don't. No, I, don't I genuinely that. don't. <laughs> I'd be Mate. baffled if we lost and he wasn't sacked. End of story. I don't care if we if we you know we we lose, but we gave the good fight. This isn't the time for a good fight anymore. You've got to go and win that game. And if we don't win that game, then Karanka is the man who ans- has to answer for it. And I do think that if we lose that game, he's he's got to go. And if he doesn't, I'd be baffled because the game after that is so important. It's, it's unbelievable. Like Huddersfield are down there with us now. They are falling into it. So it is a six-pointer, really. And um, I think we could do with a new, either a new manager or a bit of caretaker look for that game. But I mean, sorry, yeah. so, so, sorry, I just, just wanted to add to that because I was just trying to get the tag. You know, I mean, I'm looking now, you got above us. Uh, sorry, around Don't us, look got, at the table. Well, yeah, but you know, you got Wickham, Sheffield, Wednesday, Coventry, Huddersfield, Derby, Luton, Preston. You know, I think Preston, we took... Uh, we, I know we beat them, but you know you look at all the other teams, and that's why we're down there. You know that that is why we're down there. We can't we can't beat the teams around us. We can't even score. You know we can't play attacking against teams that are there for the taking. And yeah. uh, you know I just don't see 
I don't see him doing that at, at all. I really don't. Sorry, Tom, go on, carry but, on. But yeah, no, like that Huddersfield game for me is a big six pointer. So I I do think I don't yeah. think we get anything out of it if Karanka's in charge. But if we've got, you know, you've seen at Sheffield Wednesday what a caretaker balls can do to a team. You know, they went on a really good run of form when uh, Neil Thompson took charge. But if we've got the time and somebody lined up like a Paul Cook, or oh, John, I, as bad as it sounds, I'd take Tony Pulis at this point. But uh, just somebody, somebody who's going to set up that side and go out there to battle, because I think Pulis and Cook can do that, particularly Cook. He's the ideal candidate. And if we don't bring him in, I'll be gutted. I just, I think we need to end the story. But I, I, I don't think anyone wants to come to us there. I but really I was, don't. Absolutely, don't. absolutely on, right. I think um, Tom, it was on a podcast. I don't think I was on it, and I, I was listening to it walking the dog because I can't escape this just utter nonsense of my passion for this for the club. But someone made a great point. Who'd want it? Yeah. Who'd want it? Yeah. I think it was Will Everybody Brazier, must know Dong isn't... Yeah. Yeah. Pe- people know what Dong's like. Um, we, you know, we did a pod earlier in the week with somebody that's worked with him. And football's a, you know, it's a very sort of close-knit community and they'll know he's a lunatic. They will know he's a lunatic. And why would you come into a job that is that you're on a hiding to nothing, which, which you basically are. I mean, it might be a bit of a free hit. But, you know... Paul Cook's had probably worse than Blues, and that's saying something by means of trying to, you know, just galvanise the side when there's no money in the pot and, you know, things are crashing around, you know, off the field. Um, Pulis, I don't think we've got... I don't know whether we've got the squad for Pulis-style football. I wouldn't be against it, um, but I don't know whether we've got the squad for it. And I'm genuinely out. I have no idea. I have no idea. And, and that's probably a first as far as, you know, chomping at the bit to get a new manager in. I mean, it's the fancy island of, oh, yeah, Eddie Howe. You know, that would be perfect. But there's a much chance of me getting the job as him getting the job. Um, so, yeah, I, I I just hope we can muddle on through, somehow survive, and then they do a sort of review at the end of the season and just who tell would, the guy to piss off. Who would you take in the job, Joe? Like, if it was your choice, who would you take? Give it Gardner to the end of the season. Yeah. <laughs> I think, to be honest, I think that's better than Karanka, mate. I think we, we, we'd actually Definitely. be better off. Definitely. Um, just someone who just d- don't have to try to. You don't. That's the problem with Blues. We always have this thing where we'll leave it to late on, we'll sack them, and then we'll go back to basics. And back to basics, Blues, is the Blues that works. <laughs> and it's whenever we yeah. try and not be back to basics, Blues, that we, we, we tend to go downhill. Like you say, it's, it's, it's a huge thing. I don't know who would want the job. It'd have to be someone who had a reputation as bad as uh, as bad as Blues right now or or someone who's up and coming trying to trying to prove themselves. You know what I mean? Um, so that's that's yeah. part of the problem and that's why I've, I've almost been a bit too patient with Karanka, just trying to be like, come on, just let it work. Yeah. And, you know, you've got the other thing of they're going to have to pay off his contracts, yeah. which we're paying off three other, four or five other managers' contracts still, probably. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Dong probably yeah. doesn't want him to go because it could, you know, it could be Dong's last chance. Definitely. <laughs> How many managers yeah. has he had? <laughs> no, and, and, uh, a lot. <laughs> a lot. I ain't even that good at maths, mate, to work that one out. <laughs> <laughs> to be... To be fair, I don't know about Craig Gardner. I'd give it my Gardner in <laughs> but, but even like, you know, I just seen the other day, and I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, I, I want him in, in, in at Blues, but, you know, I'm just listening to, you know, Joe then. I, I can't remember if he, he, he ended up getting manager for, but someone like Jerry Barton, you know, I wouldn't even mind him because he'd put a rocket up your ass and get you playing for the last, you know, how many games. Jerry Barton or Ryan Lowe at Plymouth in particular, I've, wanted Blues to look at for a while because they're still one of the unbeaten teams in 2021 yeah. and what Ryan Lowe did in uh, he's done with Plymouth since he's been there and what he did at Berry as well uh, got Berry promoted um, got Plymouth promoted um, he's worked with some good young players and I, I do think he's probably one of the uh, best young upcoming managers um, so no there, there's there's people you can look at down there that are yeah. more affordable. 
Um, I think we've lost John. Yeah. <laughs> I did thought he'd freeze for a while. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, but no, uh, there's there's plenty of candidates to um, look at. But I suppose we'll we'll just start to look to wrap it up anyway because I mean we're coming towards the end. Yeah. But score predictions. I'll start off with uh, you, Tom. I was hoping you were going to say Joe first, mate. Uh... <laughs> I've, got to, uh, I've got to go walk the dog or something. <laughs> I, can't, I just, I really can't see a scoring, mate. And I know, you know, I, I'm the last person, you know, with what I'm doing with the other podcasts at the minute to be negative, but I just, I can't see a score. You know, I can, I can see a score in a corner, you know, maybe off a set piece or something. But as, you know, as John said, you know, sort of out chances are a few and far in between, really. I, I, I'll go with 1-1. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, we've got John back now, but I was just... I, just, I think uh, it was after my Gardner comment. Dong somehow <laughs> got into the uh, virus. The See, it, yeah. it's, you know, I've it, just segued it onto predictions, mate. It, it, I think it's true. You say a bad word against him and you're in, you know, the triad's around. Or you, He's watching it, goes down. Uh, So, yeah, no, I'm just doing score predictions now. So, Joe, what would your prediction be? Um... I think we, uh, yeah, I mean, like I say, the QPR are in great form. Um, could be a team we do well against. I think we're going to start off the game well. I think we're going to be solid. Um, might even go 1-0 up. I then think we will make three, uh, bring on three defenders and San Jose and uh, <laughs> lose the game 2-1. Fair play. I, it's, yeah. not even, it's not even out the, the realm of possibility. It's probably the most realistic prediction there is to put on at the moment uh shame you can't it's shame you can't put in the uh book is Mikel San Jose and Mark Roberts to be subbed on and Blues to then lose <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll um I'll just put in my prediction then I'll uh, hand it back over to John I was just going to go a comfortable 2-0 QPR and then hopefully bye-bye Karanka I just I just think they're in such good form and Charlie Austin he's he's been known to kind of batter us really let's be honest he's the, he's the type to he's similar to Timu Puki but a little bit less pace right place right time and a quality finisher that that's all you can say so I'll, I'll go 2-0 QPR I'm never normally that negative but it's just how I feel about Blues at the moment so go on John well I'm, I'm going to go with a bit of your kid, a kid yourself I think so I, I'm going to go with uh, but in the similar vein to what Joe just said I actually think we're going to go probably two or three up and then he'll make the changes and then we will somehow collude to try and chuck it away from being absolutely out of sight. So I'm going to go three, two blues. Are you referring to the uh, four, three, not long ago where we were four nil up? Mate, I stood and this is how long ago it was. It was when the, the railway end was um, the way the home supports were before the ground changed. And I've, I've been on Blues when we were 4-1 up against Swindon and lost 6-4. Yeah, I remember that, people yeah. talking about that. That, 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 was, that was fantastic. And, and ever since then, I, I literally know anything is possible. Um, <laughs> but I, yeah, on that day, Glenn Hoddle was playing for Swindon, which was a bit unfair because we had Dean Peer and it's not quite the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I, I said that. it at 4-0 up. I said, we've gone for and up. I was like, it's not over. <laughs> I remember watching your vlog, but you're like, it's not over. We, we will probably throw this away. And I remember uh, that, that game so well. I don't think I've my heart has ever just kind of burst out my chest like that at a Blues game in my life. Like that, that one was the perfect advert for Blues and the championship itself. <laughs> Like, oh, that yeah. was crazy. Of course, it had to be Craig Gardner who flung in and gave away a penalty. <laughs> but, you know, Lee, yeah. the masterman camp, what a guy. Um, Indeed. Indeed. Right, um, right, boys, thank you. Uh, Joe, thanks for joining us. What what have you got coming up? So uh, anybody that's sort of listening out for us, I know, I know you're prolific on YouTube. So um, what, what you got on the horizon, mate? Um, well, we're, at the minute we're we're pushing the streams a lot, the match day streams, uh, watch alongs. We've 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 uh, yeah, we've done really well recently. Like had loads of people. People seem to be enjoying it. So uh, that's the main thing for me. But basically, you get the, you get your game up on your stream or you know on your telly and watch us on your phone or your laptop or something, and uh, you get to see my miserable face for ninety minutes with uh, with a guest. We had uh, we had Tom on. Uh, yesterday and it was a it was a good laugh and it's good to capture those moments of being a blues fan still and and for me it's 
it's almost like some small fragment of being back where we used to be with the yeah. fans. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah I'm enjoying yeah, that. Absolutely. Well, yeah, I, I shall. I shall definitely. I know it's something that. Um, well, my youngest is actually. Um, he knows exactly who you are and what you do, and uh, yeah, so he he speaks absolutely glowingly of you. So yeah, anybody listen to this, then give give Joe a sort of a, a look out on on YouTube, and, and and yeah, let's try and cheer the boys on. I know it's a different environment, but nevertheless, um, you just got to hope that it gets through to them because it certainly has over the last two games. Uh, two Tom's thanks as ever, fantastic um, input, uh, and let's just hope that. You know, as we go into the into the next game, that um, we can take all the positives out of the last two performances, and uh, the gaffer can just keep his hands in his pockets and and just try to avoid the urge to make the San Jose swap that uh, we all don't want. But between now and then, thanks very much for downloading this pod or viewing on YouTube, and uh, we'll see you soon. Uh, and until then, stay safe and keep right on. Podcast Network. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.